You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. We got the return of John Cena, who was out there cutting a promo when Jimmy Uso came out and accused Cena of being just like Roman Reigns, except saying that Cena does it with a smile. And Cena responded by saying that he thought that the wrong Uso had quit WWE. And then from here, we see Jimmy attempt to retaliate with a super kick, but instead John Cena counters with the AA. Man, who would have thought in this bloodline storyline, Mark, that all of a sudden we would get none other than John Cena involved in this? Uh, what you think of everything that went down last night with that? I, I thought it was awesome. I, I mean, anytime you get John Cena back, but we all know that Hollywood is shut down for the foreseeable future. And this is an opportunity for John to come back and jump right back into his element. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it was a beautiful thing last night to, to, and, and a surprise. So I, I love surprises. Yeah, I feel like when you have John Cena all of a sudden in the mix with this, it's one of those things that you like really didn't expect, but you're looking to see where this all goes and how he's going to be continuing to, uh, you know, whether or not he's going to be continuing to be added in this, considering that he is going to be doing a couple of shows with WWE. So it looks like there could be um, a lot more here. Uh, I think the thing that didn't I want to get nine into. Months? He's going to be around for nine months. Ooh, I don't know. Let me double check that because I saw that he was going to do a couple of dates and then uh, he was also going to be part of the superstar spectacle in India. So those are like the two things that I pretty much like saw uh, about that for John Cena. But like you said, the whole thing with the Hollywood strike, who knows how long that's going to go on for it. You know, I think a lot of people probably thought it was going to go on for a certain amount of time. And now it's gone way past that. And so who knows, you know, how long... He might have or how many openings or anything like that. But I do want to go ahead and kind of talk a little bit more about this because I thought that it was cool that they incorporated Cena into this bloodline storyline. And for you, is this something that you would want to see more of? Like in terms of like, I know John Cena is going to be hosting payback, but if there's an opportunity for him to have a match or something, is that something you would want to see? Hell yeah. I mean, if I'm John, I come in and I go, hey, there's nothing bigger than the bloodline. How do we plug me into that? I don't want to be in nothing that's less than the best option on the show. And John will get the chance now. It looks like uh, 
we might be getting the bloodline back together again. I mean, that, that, that's the question. Is Jimmy and Jay going to get back together and fall in line? Because it looks like Jimmy last night threw up the one at the end like, all right, I'm back. If y'all want me, I'm back. Will Jay do the same? And I think that Cena coming in, initially, if I was the if I was the booker, um, I would have Cena get into it with Solo. I would have Cena get into it with Jimmy, and Paul kind of like you know let let's see what's going on here. I mean, I mean I'm still in a little bit of doubt, but let's see. And then when it gets to the point to where they're both beating on Cena, here comes Jay for the rescue. And Jay and, and, and Cena run for a while, helping each other out. And then Jay turns on Cena, and then he joins back into the bloodline. Like, there's so many stories that you can put together that is typical A-wrestling but then you have the B and the C options too. And uh, that requires more thought. But Cena did a, I think it was great for Cena to jump right into this bloodline because he, he's deserving of that. You're going to put him in the middle of the card? No. John Cena is still John Cena. You put him at the top. I like the thing that you mentioned about Jey Uso possibly coming in and then, you know, teaming up with John Cena, having a little stint there and then turning on John Cena. Because at first, my whole thing was, okay, if Jey Uso says he's quit and he's done, I don't want to see him come back in two weeks because I feel like that completely undoes all of the dramatics that of him quitting within itself. So I wanted a lot of time to go by until, you know, we have Jey returning. But if there's an opportunity for him to be like doing and teaming up with John Cena, I feel like that's definitely something where I would be like, okay, I'm totally cool with this. And let's see what they do from here. Him turning on John Cena would be crazy too. However, my question is though, Mark, and my question to you is, does this all make sense though? Would it make sense to have Jimmy and Jay considering all of their actions and everything that's gone down just quickly get back into the bloodline yeah because <laughs> it makes money storyline wise though storyline wise doesn't make sense given what their characters have said yes because john cena is coming in and he said that he's been watching and that he's seen for the last two years that the wrong uso quit so apparently he's been paying attention and, and that was that was the thing they can always keep going back to that it's, it's a link that's that's the link in this whole in the whole story jimmy jimmy can do his thing with john right now they could do that for two weeks which means that'll be jay being gone a month and then solo comes in you can give him another week or two and let the story build. Like, everybody's in a rush. 
the bloodline has not been about rushing. That's the whole thing about this this saga is they're allowing this to happen over a time period. Here we are talking about the bloodline. This is almost four years ago. It's three years <laughs> and change. So every week I look forward to what element they're going to add or what are they going to take away from the bloodline. And look at the positivity by subtraction. <laughs> you take the Usos away and it's a story. Every week you're still talking about it. And now one comes back, another one comes back, and he, like it, it's it's masterful what what Paul Heyman and the uh, brass at WWE are doing to further this storyline. It's I mean it's it's really masterful. How did you feel seeing Jimmy? How do you think he delivered in the sense where he was telling John Cena? hey, you're just like Roman Reigns, right? And the attitude that we were getting from him, I thought was really good. What did you think of him, like, just like from the promo standpoint, especially when you're in there with John Cena, you got to really be at your very, very best, right? And clearly we've seen a lot of the best from Jimmy, but of course being with John Cena in there is a totally different experience. So what did you think about the promo aspect of it? I thought he did good. Uh, I want to see him. John is one of the smarter wrestlers that I've ever been in the ring with. And when you go toe-to-toe with John in a promo, you have to have facts to back up and substantiate uh, what you're saying to him to where the crowd goes, oh, yeah, he said that. That's the truth. And I don't think we got enough of that. I think we got speculation. I think we got the, you're just like Roman. You just do it with a smile. Yeah, that's 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 a dig. But it's not, John, everybody here knows why you're here. Your cash cow is out the window. Hollywood is on hiatus. And so has your career been over the last two years. Now, he can't do it. Now the crowd is like, oh, shit. Damn, stop shooting. So they need to dig into that. And once they do, now you got something. Now John can say, well, I had a Hollywood. I have a Hollywood career. That's, that's, <laughs> that's saying more than what you got. You're out of the bloodline. And now you're on your own and you're trying your best to weasel your way back into the bloodline so you're significant. Oh, another dig. Like, so they got to create that back and forth. Now that prompt, those promos, I'm, I'm here all day for. I think that was the thing that really got me because when he came out and he was just like going at it and having the nerve and the audacity to accuse John Cena of all of this stuff, like I felt like that really hit hard. And then afterwards, like seeing after the just how John Cena literally 
kind of slaughtered him with this one line of saying that the wrong Uso quit WWE. I think that was mm-hmm. the thing that really got me going. Damn, like I thought he, I thought Jimmy had it in the bag, man. Like he, he it was so fired up during this promo. And I'm like, look at him do his thing. And then John Cena gets him one line looking him dead in the eye i thought that was kind of epic but uh i do want to go ahead and touch on the match that we also saw uh for on smackdown and that was uh we saw solo sokoa in action defeating aj styles and this was a very very uh you know entertaining match with the two guys really being just like aggressive and hitting each other um you know, with all of these different moves, like we see AJ Styles, like try to body slam Solo Sokoa, but like not being able to get him up. And then Sokoa being the one to slam him. Uh, of course, a lot more back and forth between them. But we end up seeing afterwards that um, we end up getting Jimmy Uso appears and he hits AJ Styles off of the ropes. And then afterwards, Solo Sokoa ends up landing the Samoan spike and he gets the actual victory here. But Solo Sokoa threatened to actually Samoan spike Jimmy, but Heyman called it off. And Sokoa leaves the ring. Jimmy super kicks uh, AJ Styles. And then he ends up... uh, hitting a splash on AJ from the top. And then afterwards, we see the bloodline gesture that you mentioned earlier. What did you make of not just the match, but just like how they closed out the show afterwards? I thought it was good. I really did. Uh, I, I'm Keeping so, Solo being in the dark is another layer to what Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is, man, as shysty a character that wrestling has ever produced. And you saw Solo attack AJ Styles when AJ Styles was in Jimmy's grill early in the show. And then Jimmy kind of shunned him like, I don't need your help. I don't need your support, yada, yada, yada. But then when it came down to it, AJ Styles was pissed and was like, oh, yeah, you're getting in people's business? I don't know if you realize in that match, Solo worked a traditional style match with one of the greatest wrestlers of this era and held his own. He held his own and, 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 and came out victorious, even though it was by hook and by crook. He still came out victorious. And AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Damn it, he good. I mean, him, him being able to pick up Solo in the attempted styles clash, he attempted to pick him up on his shoulders and got him up on his shoulders. AJ is he's special. And AJ is not a is not a young guy. He took a high backdrop from solo that I went I I, I oh I, I it just took my breath away. Because I know what that felt like. And for, for that match had a, it was a lot of things, a lot of masters got served in that match. The rub for Solo being able to hang and get a victory over somebody from a historical reference. AJ Styles is a multiple time world champion. In different companies, his greatness follows him. And Solo can say, 
that he got a victory over that guy. And I storyline-wise, I think it's great, though, because now you have something to build on. Now you have Jimmy almost auditioning to be brought back into the fold. And Solo is looking at Paul like, what are you doing stopping me? He just... He, he just told me to, to leave him alone. And, and, and it's like this. They're going to have to, they're gonna have to s- massage this thing. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to over the next two weeks seeing how this is going to work out. And is, are they going to make Jimmy prove himself to be in the bloodline? This is, this is, I'm here for it all day. Yeah, especially after all the things he'd said about Roman Reigns and just everything. I feel like he's definitely going to have to uh, really prove himself there for sure. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Some of what we saw was, of course, the Miz kind of running down once again that it took L.A. Knight 20 years to get there while he was already doing reality shows that, you know, of course, of course, the Miz running down his own accolades and whatnot. But L.A. Knight basically said that he brought himself out of the sewer to essentially get to WWE. He mentioned that he worked every job. He slept in his car and then 
when the Miss had brought up the point about doing the reality TV shows, there was a moment where I thought was really funny when LA Knight basically told him, oh, well, you're not even the star of the show. It's your wife. Your wife is the star of that show. So we had some good back and forth here. Mark, what stood out to you? How was the promo from both of these guys? Uh, classics. You have Lupe Fiasco, then you have Lauren Hill, and then you have The Miz reaching into the resource, the, the, the recesses of his mind, bringing up the stuff from uh, 2003 uh, about L.A. Knight. And the fact that L.A. Knight has been around since 2003 is a testament to him being a, a master of his craft. He studied, he worked, he, he sacrificed. And uh, Miz painted a picture of him being this destitute uh, journeyman that finally made it. If I was L.A. Knight, I would have turned, like having a battle of words with Miz is, is in the same vein as having a battle of words with John Cena. You have to be very well thought and planned out because they'll say stuff and they'll leave you on the microphone hanging. And the last thing you want is to be on the mi microphone hanging. And we, we're looking at L.A. Knight as one of those guys that uh, is supposed to take over the mantle as the new head of the microphone. Uh, I want to see L.A. Knight, and, and I'm, I'm not critical of L.A. Knight uh, getting over because he proved that he can get over. I just want him to dominate in the area that, um, that, he's, that he's navigating those waters in. And I don't feel like he did that with Miz. I mean, just saying that his wife was the star of the shows that, you know, the reality show um, – it wasn't enough. You know, I, I just, um, I want him to, to be able to tell Miz, ain't that what America's about? Coming from the bottom and working your way to the top. I'm on TV, just like all of these people here. They all had struggles. And now we finally made it. And it's going to take more than a five foot nine, hundred and ninety pound guy that started on reality TV shows, which right now are kind of passe, by the way, to dethrone me and take me from uh, the penthouse because I'm never going to the outhouse again. Like he's going to have to create that that energy between him and the crowd where there's synergy and they, they, they get goosebumps when he talks, he's not doing that. And, um, you know, taking jabs, that's cool. It's, it's, it'll, 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 it's serviceable, but if you want to be the rock, you have to up it. You have to take it up a notch. See, when you're talking about wanting LA Knight to be more dominant in this situation, I do agree, especially because the first time that they had their promo on, 
I felt like The Miz wipes the floor with LA Knight. And I know some people are going to disagree with that. And I know there was people that thought that, you know, LA Knight was the one that out-promoted The Miz. I did it. I thought that it was The no, Miz you're not, all you're, the way. You're not wrong. You're yeah, and I'm talking about the Raw one specifically. And then yeah. this one here on SmackDown, I felt like this was a, a lot better a for Ellie Knight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where I, I didn't feel like, oh, Ellie Knight got slaughtered in this promo. But I also didn't necessarily feel that he slaughtered the Miz in this promo, right? Like, it didn't it feel like draw. that either. Yes, a draw. And so it is one of those things where if LA Knight, because that's one of the things that they're promoting with LA Knight, right? That he's going to come out, he's going to talk, and, you know, he's going to get over with just like the way that he, uh, you know, the way that he speaks, the tone in his voice, and just like the overall, you know, just the overall attitude in which he speaks it. So that is one of the things that I do agree. I do think that LA Knight needs to come out and just be more dominant. He needs to wipe the floor with whoever he's out there in regards to these promos. I feel like that he's thinking too much. You have I, I'm 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 an emotional promo writer. I set guidelines. I come up with endings. I come up with uh, how I'm going to start, and then I let my emotions take me through in the middle into the body of the story, and. You know, you can go back to like my retirement speech or you can go back to my eulogies and sagas with The Undertaker. Like I said stuff that I would have said to his face in the street, at the gas station, in the mall. I cut promos on people in traffic every day. <laughs> Somebody cut me off. I'm like, man, I will wrap that car around a tree if you pull in front of me again. Like, you got to be able to think quickly. And that's what I'm missing with L.A. Knight. I want to see that. I want to see him smash him in the mouth. And I know he can do it because I've heard him in conversation before. He's He's quick. He's got a quick wit to him. But he's doubting himself. He needs, it's like the movie The Matrix. You need to take the red pill or the blue pill. But you got to make a decision. And you got to believe in yourself. He is not Neo yet. Mark, obviously as a wrestler, and you know, you mentioned your iconic promo and just everything that you've done. How can you specific? Can you easily tell when a guy is second guessing himself? Because you, you said it, yeah. And I maybe I, I like I didn't see that, but when you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense now. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing things differently. But for you, like, what are some things that make you go, oh, he's second guessing himself here? And how do you how do you go how do you challenge yourself and get out of that? How do you get out of your head? Usually, when you say something and somebody looks at the ground or they turn their back to you and, and they give you this, <laughs> they're at a loss. They're trying to reach in the sky and grab something. You have to immediately be ready for what's about to be said. And that, that I don't feel like I'm getting. Like programmed, you know, responses they don't move me i, I want to see any man like even miss 
The reason I called that a draw is because he said something about his wife. I don't give a shit what the script said. If L.A. Knight would have said my wife was the star of the show, I'd say mention my wife one more time and see what happened. You're going to be picking your damn teeth up off the floor. <laughs> you, see, you see the difference? Like, it's got to be very quick yeah. and succinct. And and that's what that's the one that's what we're not getting. L.A. Knight is too good to not just go ahead and let his emotion. Uh, you know what? I would rather go ahead and apologize now because I'm gonna say what I want to say. And I was fortunate enough to have the high ups tell me, Mark, we can't write with the things you say. When I when I, Alex Greenfield was the producer for a couple of segments for me, and I went off script and I said I will split your face to the white meat. And I came in the back and and Alex was like, "Split your head to the white meat? Where, holy <laughs> shit! Where did that come from?" I I said I don't know, man. I just got in the moment. He said, "Whenever you feel that, do it." I can't write that. And that's what L.A. Knight is going to have to do. Whatever the script says, do what you're told to do. But if the moment comes and somebody says something and your raw, visceral reaction is this, then do it. Just don't say the F word. See, I like that a whole lot because... You say that, but it also, you know, it obviously depends on the person, how much experience they've had, because I know that, you know, obviously everyone's different, right? Everyone's skill level when it comes to promos, it's different. And sometimes you have guys that like people to write them down verbatim, each word that they want to say, right? Exactly. And then I think there's guys that work better with like overall bullet points and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it is one of those things where it's like, do you stick to like the script exactly but when do you know when do you know that it's okay to say something when it comes in the moment and i think that only comes with you know with experience if somebody questions your manhood you go off the cuff if somebody talks about your wife your mother your children you go off the cuff if somebody questions your passion and love for pro wrestling, you come off the cuff. Everything else, stay within the guidelines because the emotions will rule. The emotions will make... I If I'm going to cut a promo or do a monologue, I want people to cry during it. I want them to laugh during it. And I want them to go, that Mark Henry is something else. You got to have objectives in your speeches. When I go speak at schools or uh, I go to a, uh, a function like I did this summer uh, in Oklahoma where a back-to-school uh, uh, get-together, like you have to have in your mind what the topic is and, and, and be passionate about it. Don't just lay out a bunch of things. You can have, like you said, have the bullet points, and then go into it. And I, I, I just, I just feel like L.A. Knight needs the green light. 
I, I, I want somebody in the company to walk up and say, hey, man, it's on you. You're the one that's, your legacy is going to be forever judged by, you know, where you are on the microphone because we're handing it to you. You go out there and kill them. Know, know what you want to say. Nobody told Steve Austin to about the what and all of that stuff. I watched The Rock practice things that he said. It, he was said on TV two or three weeks later. I remember being in the car the first time that he's like, uh, know your role and shut your mouth. He, st- he got that from Ron Simmons. I remember the first time that he said, I'm going to lay the smacketh down on your candy ass. It's because we were listening to Dr. Dre in the car, and Dr. Dre was like, I'm going to have to put the smack down. That came from Dr. Dre. I'm giving you some history right here. Like The Rock would pull things, and then he would make those things him. That's L.A. Knight is not doing that. Somebody needs to pull him aside and say, bro, the stuff that you say to people in the car as a dig, that's what you use on TV. Dress it up, turn it out, and make it wrestling. If I was a producer and I, or I was a coach, that's what I would tell him. Man, I have, like, my jaw falling to the ground right now because, like, hearing you talk about how the what influenced the rock or what inspired the rock in terms of certain lines i'm just here like oh my god like that is such cool insight to have because you know you just don't know where people draw inspiration from but i feel like anybody who's anybody in any sort of creative or anything like that you're going to draw inspiration from music you're going to draw inspiration from movies tvs uh whatever you're a fan of right for yourself marvel any anything that you're a fan of or you find remotely interesting you'll draw from that because that's what makes some Someone's personality is the things that you're a fan of. The things that you're interested in is what makes a personality. And so you kind of, you know, move forward with that. We're getting a lot of calls right now. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and bring in Bill from Kansas, who is uh, wanting to talk about LA Knight's promo. Bill, you're on the air. What do you think of the promo? As far as last night's promo, I think both of them were kind of mad. But going back to the first promo where you said that the Miz wiped the floor with L.A. Knight, while I agree the Miz won that first one, it was pretty damn close. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. That's That's all I'm going to say. I do do agree that the Miz won that first one, definitely. I've loved the Miz for years. I loved the Miz in that first title run when everybody else said he didn't deserve it. The Miz keeps reinventing himself and keeping himself relevant, and that's hard to do in today's business. Yes, it and is. And Mark, I, you, you, your promos—I mean, yours have always been emotional and on point. And that that John Cena retirement angle was just gold. Thank you, bro. Um, but but yeah, I, I I love what LA Knight's doing. I was an Attitude Era kid, so it kind of hits me near and dear. And I kind of hope this feud keeps going on to, like, at least Survivor Series. I feel the promo battles can get amazing if they do the work. I, I just yeah. I just wanted to give my opinion. I'm a first-time caller. I've been listening to the show for, like, ever since, oh, my God, Bully first started. 2017, 2018? 
I, I just wanted to call in because usually I have to listen to it late. I don't usually get to listen to it live and just, you know, give my opinion on how the, the, the Miz LA Knight thing is going. The two, I Man, think, have an amazing battle. I, I think so, too. You have a great long weekend. Uh, I'm glad you got some time off. Yeah, you too. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Bill. So there is something that Bill mentioned that I want to touch on really quickly. And Mark, that is that he kind of hopes that this feud goes a little longer. And I'm kind of with him on that. I feel like they could still do a little bit more. Like, do you think payback's going to be the end of it? I hope not. I I feel like there's too much meat on the bone. And LA Knight is learning and getting better. And you know, to be able to have Miz as somebody to work through and, and uh, is a good dance partner. I agree, man. I agree. I think that the Miz, because even like that, again, we're touching back on that promo with the, with uh, on Raw. W- that was the promo that made me go, dang, you know what? I actually care about this feud now because I really did not care about it before. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, so I teased before the break that we're going to get into our AEW all out picks and predictions. Uh, We are here, uh, you know, talking about this big show coming off of All In, which was an even bigger show. Uh, There's just so much going down. So I want to run down the card, Mark, and just kind of, you know, talk a little bit about our predictions and stuff and, you know, what you're hoping to come out of it. we talked a little bit earlier about Kenny Omega and Kenoshka Takeshita. I kind of want to get your take on, you know, what you're expecting from this match and outcomes. Uh, I'm I'm hoping for a good match. I, I think that Kenny Omega has um, a lot to lose in this match because um, Don Callis has painted the picture of Kenny as being ungrateful and uh, somebody that's a taker, and we all know that Don Callis is not to be trusted, so uh, we kind of look at it as Takesta is on the wrong side of this equation. Uh, but nonetheless, Kenny Omega, one of the greatest wrestlers alive um, and to ever do the, the sport, is now going to face somebody that's bigger than him, stronger than him, faster than him, and has Don Callis at his side. So uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a great matchup, and Kenny's got all he can handle on his plate. Yeah, you mentioned that factor of having Don Callis. You know he's going to have to play some sort of role in this. And even just the way that Don Callis was talking about Takeshita during that all-in media scrum, man, that was pretty cool to kind of hear him put him over the way that he did. And you made him, You all of a sudden, if you were maybe doubting Takeshita, whoever was out there doubting him, all of a sudden, I probably wouldn't be doubting him uh, anymore. Um, All right, another match that I'm going to skip over and talk about is Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. You were talking about this match earlier in terms of it being a beefy match, who do you Big think needs to be here? Slapping meat. 
Yeah. I think it could go well, either direction. Who needs it more? You know what? Uh, well, your question is who needs it more. You're right. It can go either way. But I think that Miro needs it more being that he's been away for a while. But you can say the same thing for Hobbs. This is a guy that, you know, uh, six months ago, like he was, you know, at the top of the card, and now he's just non-existent. So um, I think this is one of those just balance of the force matches. Like I don't see it going one direction, if that makes any sense. Both of these guys, this is a pick em. If you were in Vegas, uh, it would be one of those 50-50s. You, you, you can't make it 51-49. There's no way. Right. And that's the thing. Like you can make a, like you said, you can make a case for each one of these guys. It really is that 50, 50 situation. I'm going to go with Miro because when I think about this year, I can at least pinpoint a couple of good moments for Hobbs. I can't pinpoint any good moments for Miro, not to say that he hasn't been good or anything, but it's rather because there hasn't been really any moments. And so right. for that reason, I have to go with Miro here where I think he might need the leg up just a little bit more to kind of get back on track and whatnot. Um, a person that you and I have spoken very fondly of, especially today, is Orange Cassidy. And he's going to be defending his AEW International Championship against John Moxley. Now we know that Cassidy has had a, a very, very, an array of different competitors and has been killing it. But John Moxley is a former AEW world champion. So the stakes, the challenge is a little bit higher now. Do you think that Orange Cassidy is going to come out of this still holding the belt? Well, I'm hoping, and I, you know, I always say you can hope in one hand and pee in the other and see which one fills up first. Um, my hope is for Orange Cassidy to, to weather this storm, but it's, it's not looking very likely because the match has John Moxley in it. And um, I know that John Moxley is willing to put his life on the line, not just his career and his body. Um, Orange Cassidy is going to have to put himself in a different frame of mind uh, for this matchup. And if he don't, he's going to get beat. Can I be honest here? I really, as much as I love John Moxley, I really want to see Orange Cassidy win here. I feel that to me, it would be a much bigger deal to see Orange Cassidy defeat John Moxley and kind of all of a sudden, I think if he were to defeat him, it's going to be this holy smokes type of moment where you're thinking not only has this guy had a phenomenal reign with the champ, but the international championship, but now he's beating a guy like John Moxley. I feel like that would just be, I, I, I just think it would be a much bigger deal in my opinion. And I know some people are probably like, oh, maybe he should lose and then head his way into the uh, world title picture. I just don't think that they're probably going to go there yet. So I'd much rather see Orange Cassidy have this real big moment and defeat John Moxley. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm with you, but um, I'm just, you know, that's a hard, that's a hard mountain to climb. I mean, John Moxley, one of the top five uh, guys at AEW, and Orange Cassidy is, you know, he's on the ascension to the top, but he's not quite there yet.
This is gonna so be you see what answer. I mean? It would be shocking. It would be shocking. It would, it would be, be shocking. awesome. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life.